Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DoorDash. The Round 8 team list have just dropped. Chris Kennedy and Don Brock in the studio to talk you through all of it. Don Brock, a big week of decisions ahead. Indeed, it was a bit of a brutal round uh, last week with a lot of key injuries to fantasy players, um, a few late changes as well on a Sunday, which uh, hurt fantasy teams. So, uh, yeah, good week to regroup and, uh, yeah, a few cash cows on the horizon as well couple of uh, players, important fantasy players named in the team list who may yet not make it onto the field in round eight. We'll get to those uh, as we go through the teams. It all kicks off on Thursday night down there in the nation's capital. The Raiders hosting the Bunnies. Raiders have more changes. Um, Jared Croker is out for a couple of weeks with a shoulder injury. Bailey Simonson back from a head knock on the wing, moving Seb Chris into Croker's uh, centre spot. Josh Papali'i rested um, off a short turnaround and some travel last week. Bit of an interesting call there. Uh, Joe Tarpany back back into the side. Corey had a weird nighter starting again after I think 49 off a pretty low price tag last week. He's an intriguing option. Um, plenty going on here. What are your key takeouts? Yeah, I guess CHN is the main one. Uh, he was very popular in the preseason before an off-field indiscretion uh, bounced him out of the team for the first month of the season. But uh, back in the starting side, Hudson Young's back to the bench after starting and playing quite well uh, for a few rounds. Um, yeah, so 333k, quite cheap for a starting forward. 49 points in the weekend, as you say. Uh, he'll be good. He'll be a cash cow if he keeps that starting spot. So it's a big if, I think. There's a lot of good forwards in this uh, Canberra team. Ricky Stewart showing mm. he's happy to make some big changes week to week if they don't perform. So, yeah, job security is the big question for me at this point. It's a it's a kind of a frustrating one because Ricky's made so many changes to that forward pack. You look at their reserve grade team list this week and Dunamis, Louis, Sia, Soliola both starting uh, in the front row and, and Josh Papali'i, like we said, sitting out altogether, uh, rested this round. So we're seeing changes pretty much week to week in that mm. pack. I guess in um, Hadawidonata's favour is the fact that he plays on an edge and there's only it's, it's three into two rather than you know, eight or yeah. nine into four or five. So he's only really got Hudson Young to worry about. Um, so it's just whether he loses that starting spot. But still, as you say, job security less than uh, 100%. Yeah, there's a couple of cheaper guys around this week as well that might be better or safer options, perhaps. Um, but he has he's at least been a proven scorer in the past. If he does start, he can uh, play big minutes, obviously, and score quite well. So, yeah, certainly an option. Uh, otherwise, in that Canberra team, um, pretty much steady as she goes, even though they had a disappointing loss on the weekend. The usual suspects scored pretty well. Jordan Rappiner, a score in the high 60s. Jack Whiten, a good score as well. So, yep. you know, keep those guys if you've got And Bailey Simonson's back in this week, which could be a handy week for uh, Simonson owners with uh, James Tedesco under a injury cloud. So maybe he's, this is the week that you get to play him in your 13. I was. I am a Simonson owner and it's quite sad how excited I was that he actually got <laughs> named. It's how short I am in the backs with uh, Trell and Pappenhausen out and Teddy in doubt. Uh, they take on the Rabbitohs who are missing Latrell Mitchell. Uh, Cody Walker officially named at fullback this week after playing there last week. Uh, Johnston on the wing guy in the centres. Benji starting at 5'8". So that's all steady as she goes from how they lined up uh, this time last week. Uh, Keon Kolomatungi, another player with the magic superpower of having been sold by me previously lit up but probably the best score of his NRL career mm. uh, to date or the best performance I, I meant to say of his career to date a couple of tries this nice little bit of ball playing uh, yeah. working around through the, the middle there um, otherwise Cook and Murray both some handy scores as well yeah so 67 for both Murray and Kolomitangi last week uh, Kolomitangi another one he was in a lot of teams in the preseason then didn't get picked for round one and then came in played okay and then scored badly got dropped by a lot of people and 
and now he's back, and it looks like the spot's his at the moment. I mean, he played uh, played really well. So, um, yeah, again, probably too late to buy, but if you've got him, you know, happy days. Damien Cook as well, 62. He's had a couple of pretty good scores in a row after a lot of yo-yoing between great scores and bad scores for the first few weeks. So it looks like he's getting a bit uh, more consistent maybe in his fantasy scoring. So uh, he's a bit of an option, I think, for those who didn't start with him. He's dropped about 100 grand on his starting yep. price. He'll play Origin, obviously, so that's a consideration if you're playing for overall points. But otherwise, uh, one of there's quite a few of these kind of uh, established guns who are now a fair bit cheaper than they were at the start of the season. Yeah, Payne Haas and Harry Grant, who are the others in a very similar basket, who we'll get to um, shortly. One of those right now, actually, because the Storm take on the Sharks uh, on Friday afternoon down there. Amy Park in Melbourne at 6pm. Harry Grant uh, on the bench, as he has been since coming back from an injury. Uh, scored, I think, in the 30s, was mm-hmm. it, last week? Yeah, 36. Um, so he'll be uh, attractively priced when he does eventually reclaim that starting spot, which we're expecting to happen at some point. Their team, otherwise, uh, George Jennings sitting out after a head knock. Rima Smith moves out to the wing. Tom Eisenhuth uh, into the centres. Still no Ryan Pappenhausen with Nico Hines at the back. Um, Nelson asfa Solomona sitting out a week, had some uh, sort of concussion-related symptoms after the game, so he's having a rest. Tui Kamakamitha at lock. Uh, Chris Lewis into the 17 after um, playing as 18th man, uh, coming in for George Jennings off the bench uh, last week. Yeah, so again, I think a bit of a steady-as-she-goes situation here. Pappenhausen out another week, as expected. There's a chance he misses next week as well, but um, hopefully he's back by then. Uh, he's still a hold for everyone who's holding him so far. I think he's been... Has he been the best scoring fullback of the season? Pretty close, if yeah. not. Been amazing. So um, uh, keep him and Harry Grant as well. Uh, I think for those of us who have got more pressing trades elsewhere, it's it's kind of great to see him on the bench still. Hopefully he stays there for a few more weeks and eventually takes over that uh, number nine jersey for the run home and uh, you can buy him at a big discount. I mean, he's a great scorer when he does play the full 80. Mm. I mean, the fact that the Storm are still winning games and they're you know yeah. doing okay at the start, maybe he stays there for the rest of the year. But if he does end up in the starting side, he'll be a, a great purchase. Uh, they take on a Sharks side who will be stinging after a shock loss to the Bulldogs uh, last week. A few changes here. Uh, notably, Josh Dugan left out for um, recruit. Will Chambers up against his former club. Two teams that really mm-hmm. pretty much hated each other. He's uh, lining up for the Sharks against the Storms. So interesting one there. Um, Sean Johnson came back, had a, um, I guess you called it a predictable impact on Chad Townsend's uh, scoring, taking over a lot of the, the kicking and um, and goal kicking. Um, did get a rest towards the end of the game uh, himself. A um, few other changes, tweaks around the pack, but what's your uh, takeouts fantasy-wise? Yeah, I guess the two cheapies for the Sharks at the start of the season were Townsend and Matt Moylan, uh, the two halves who uh, both had more to do because Sean Johnson wasn't there. Johnson's now back. Uh, Moylan, I don't know if he's still injured. He had an injury last week, a quad injury. But uh, yeah. regardless, he's out of the 17. He's in the reserves this week. Uh, kind of bad news for both those two guys. Certainly, I think Townsend is a sell. He's made a lot of money, you know, more than 200 grand, but that means his break-evens in the 50s and only scored 31 last week, which is kind of a typical score for him uh, playing alongside Sean Johnson. So I think best to get him out as quick as possible. It means... You know, you got a lot of money to spend. You can get a, a you know, keeper level half like uh, Mitch Moses, maybe, or make a trade to one of these cash cows and free up some more money. So, not the end of the world there. Uh, Moylan, yeah, bad news if you wanted him to cover for a Tedesco type this week. 
but it uh, looks like he's out as well. And I don't think there's any new mm. buyers in that team. Not really. Jesse Ramian's still uh, scoring yeah, handily true. in the tricky centre position. That's probably about it for the Sharks. Second Friday game, Queensland derby. The Broncos and the Titans up there at Suncorp Stadium. Um, Broncos, huge loss to the Eels in a very hot and humid Darwin. Last week, um, that coupled with Tom Dearden signing with the Cowboys mm. has resulted in another halves change from um, Kevin Walters. It's, I think it's their fourth halves change in eight rounds. Just impossible for this poor team to get any kind of consistency or confidence when people are getting dropped uh, every week. It's a pretty strange state of affairs, to be honest. But Anthony Milford is back uh, alongside Tyson Gamble for his first game of the year. Um, Jordan Rickey, another um, early season cash cow who was dropped and now back. I'm not sure he actually missed any games, but he was back on the bench for a mm. while. But um, Alex Glenn out with a calf tear. So Jordan Rickey starting for the moment. Um, Payne Haas, a, a really good score. He's just about bottomed out, um, as we touched on earlier, with about 100 grand worth of um, price drops. Uh, Danny Levi gets his second game, certainly cut into the minutes of, um, of Jake Turpin uh, based on early evidence. So a few talking points there. Yeah, I guess, you know, great news if you've held Milford. Um, uh, Kevin Walters said two weeks ago, I think, when, they, when he dropped Milford, mm. that Milford would have a month in reserve grade and get some confidence back. Uh, it's been a quick month because he's back in two weeks. Yep. Um, the first week he missed, uh, Didn and Croft actually were great. They had a great game. Yeah. And then one week later they had another mediocre game against uh, the Eels, got smashed, and they're both out of the team. So Milford is back. Tyson Gamble's the new half. I wouldn't be gambling on Gamble this week. I, I would have very little confidence in... Pretty much anyone in that Broncos team, aside from Haas and Pangai, keeping their spots week to week from, mm. from now on with the amount of changes they've had every game. Haas was incredible and, uh, you know, called out as the the one shining light uh, by Walters after that last game. So uh, 74 points then. His break even is about that as well this week. So as you say, he could have bottomed out. He could probably wait one more week and hope for he gets a 50 and then gets a little cheaper, but... No harm at all, at all in buying him this week if you want to. Pangai has had a few big scores as well, but won't be as consistent. So, yeah, I think Haas is the big target there um, going forward. And Ricky is an, as well, 37 last week. Uh, he did start because Alex Glenn was a late withdrawal and he's starting again now. So hold him if you've got him, I think. Uh, he might make a bit more cash, even though he's almost peaked. It pretty much uh, covers it. Titans team, um, that was a, a ripper of a game uh, up against the uh, the Rabbitohs last weekend. Probably the, the key talking point out of that one was another monster score from David Fafita running in a first-half hat-trick on the, uh, on the left edge. Bit of a, a disappointment. He only yeah. got, quote-unquote, 107 yeah. after being on about 91 at half-time. Yeah. It's um, pretty ridiculous scoring uh, from him. But uh, Tyron Peachy, another good score as well, smashed his way over for a, a late try, another score in the 60s. So if you've got him in the centres, he's doing very good things. Uh, Team-wise, not too many changes. Maybe um, in just in the back line, Don's in. And uh, they've lost a couple, Lasoni yeah. and... Um, is it Herbert's out injured as well? So yep. about a month each for, for those two. But fantasy-wise, what do you got? Yeah, I guess, I mean, it's not really new that Fafita can get 100 and a hat-trick. He did that a few weeks ago. So he'll be doing that once in a while, perhaps this season. Fantastic buy. Uh, Peachy, as you said, 66. Again, he can do that. He's done that a few times. Fogarty as well, uh, good score in the 60s. Brimson, I think, was the interesting one. 52 yeah. points, the most tackle breaks he's had in a game this year. He looked really good in that first half against Souths, like the whole Titans team did. Um, he's lost heaps of money, what, 178k on his starting price. So he's been a frustrating buy for those who have had him had him from the start. Finally a good score, I guess. Um, 
maybe an interesting one for those looking for a cut price potential keeper as winger fullback. I think it's still a bit early to say whether he's going to be a, a gun scorer from here on out, but um, certainly he's a lot cheaper than he was and his break even's in the thirties, so you could get him, you know, for a bargain going forward. Yeah, you'd want probably a little bit more evidence that he's going to yep. keep getting those tackle busts and line breaks and tries before you jumped on him, but certainly um, potential to to bounce back and, and claw back some of that money over the coming weeks. Um, Saturday footy kicks off out at Carrington Park in Bathurst. The Panthers taking their annual home game out there. Uh, the Sea Eagles, the away team. Penrith get Appy Coruscant back uh, from injury. Um, he starts at hooker. Mitch Kenny goes out of the team. I think that's about it for changes yep. um, for Penrith. So, I mean, there's no real need to make changes when they just keep winning every week Absolutely. unless you're bringing back an injured player, which is what's happening with uh, with Appy. Yeah, Nathan Cleary, only 87 last week. A bit disappointing. By his Have standards. a look at yourself, Nathan, yeah. honestly. Amazing. Uh, Brian Toho is the other one. He keeps getting these scores in the 60s. Mm. Um, he's not scoring heaps of tries. We had, you know, Brett Morris at the start of the year had incredible scores because he was scoring... You know, hat tricks for fun, and that's not sustainable. Whereas Toho is just getting so many tackle breaks and run meters, he's leading the league in both those stats, I think, by a fair way. So, mm. if he can maintain something like that for the rest of the season, there's no reason he can't score at least 50 points a game, possibly upwards of 60 points a game on the wing, and you know, will be a keeper, winger, fullback. At mm. this point, you would have to expect he's a very good chance of playing Origin, so that might be a factor, but apart from that, he looks a sensational by. Yeah, he's absorbed a lot of that work that Mansour was doing last year. They were sort of splitting it between the two of them. I've um, said this somewhere else before, but Charlie Staines is pro- sort of reminds me of Alex Johnston. He's quick and evasive mm. and he's a good finisher, but he's not a guy who's ever going to make you sort of trucking 200 metres out of um, out of your own end. So, um, yeah, Brian Toto really doing a lot of that extra work and um, really sort of gone to that proverbial next level uh, this year. The Seagulls team, um, just a, a radically different team the past fortnight since Tom Trevojevic has been back. He's uh, put out 260 plus scores absolutely laden with tries and try assists and line breaks which I'm not expecting to come uh, against Penrith uh, might do it a little bit tougher and probably a guy who can score big but can also be fairly quiet score wise when he doesn't get those tries and try assists so I mean maybe he does do it again against Penrith but I wouldn't be banking on another monster from uh, Turbo this week. Yeah we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago when he uh, his comeback game he got 67 I think something like that uh, the same week that Kalen Ponga got 100 um, uh, not that you can compare one game to the other necessarily, mm. but yeah, the fact that he's been just about as good as he can get for the last two weeks with tries and try assists and scores in the 60s, which is pretty good, but it means his ceiling is around there, you know, 60, yeah. 70, 80. So the really top, like Toto outscored that last week just with bus and one try, yeah. I think. So um, yeah, this could be one of his quiet games if Manly don't get. Uh, too many tries and it's hard for most teams to score multiple tries against the Panthers so don't be shocked if he gets 30 or even under this week who knows um, but he's helping everyone else's scores as well by the looks of things DCE mm. scoring the 80s Monty DePau got a try 74 Ruben Garrick a lot of goals and a try I think 68 Schuster's going great as well just about everyone hopefully has yeah. picked him up as a as a cash cow but he's scoring great as well Mind you, he was 47 after about 25-30 minutes and, and then finished up with 57 so he hit a bit of a wall I thought he was on track for an 80-odd, yeah. but, um, you know, a guy you got for min price shouldn't be complaining about 57s, I guess. So I'm a little bit frustrated with Homali Olakowatu because I really mm. had him eyed off as a possible cash cow and then he came in and, you know, named on the, you know, reverted to the bench and then he scored at a PPM his first game and then reverted to the bench again and then PPM 
again in his second game in bigger minutes and now his price is getting away and Sirinan's almost back and you've kind of missed the boat. So I don't really think he's an option, but he's certainly, I guess, an intriguing prospect. Yeah, and it's a little frustrating that he and Tapao keep being named to start on a Tuesday and then get bumped back to the bench on, on game day. So possible trap, I guess, if you think he's going to get uh, a starting spot going forward. But mm. uh, yeah, probably... Uh, a boat missed this year. Yeah, definitely. The second Saturday game, the Bulldogs and the Eels, both last start winners. Um, they play at Stadium Australia at 5.30 on the Saturday. Dogs are pretty much unchanged, which is a bit of a luxury for them um, after a win last week. Dallin Watson, he's a Lesniak who missed that game with an infection in his knee, is in the reserves and could come back into our calculations somewhere. Brad Dietz, who looked to have rolled an ankle, is also named on the interchange with Jackson Torpenny, probably another week away with bone bruising. Uh, what do you got for the Dogs? Jake Avrilla. We should have kept Jake Avrilla. Did you well, sell him as well? I sold him, so yeah. it shouldn't so surprise anyone course. that he's going so well. He's uh, three scores in the high 40s, maybe mm. a 50 in there. So he's going great for those who held him. Uh, Corey Waddell got a 50 as well. You talked him up sold last him. week. Yep. Oh, you had him and sold him. Okay, there you go. Had uh, him in round one and sold him. I assume you never had Adam Elliott this year. I didn't know. No, because he had a, a really bad score. He was great at the start of the year. and. Uh, his average is coming back to you know what it normally is, only 17 uh, last week. So, yeah, no new buyers, I think, in that team, but uh, great stuff if you've kept those guys, especially Avarillo in the centres. Uh, Eels team, uh, monster score from Mike Acevo, who doesn't really get the base stats, I think, to be worth buying uh, in fantasy, but can go very large when things go his way, and they certainly did against the Broncos. Three tries and five line breaks, plenty of busts as well. And uh, Bryce Cartwright, in less than 1% of teams and he's you know rightly so you wouldn't have him but 87 try and assists and try saves and busts um, yeah really uh, ran amok off the bench against the Broncos last week otherwise against the uh, amongst the more uh, logical fantasy choices slightly underwhelming scores uh, Mitch Moses only 50 mm. despite 7 goals and 2 try assists and uh, Reed Marnie, I think, in the 50s as well. Isaiah Papali'i, um, 62 with a try, but uh, an early shower. And I think he played about 50-odd minutes. Yeah. Yeah, Moses, it was the kind of game you would think he would go big. And, you know, this game here is a similar one, but uh, only 50, so his price is still the same. Um, it means he's fairly cheap compared to what it was at the start of the year, so you can still snap him up this week. But maybe give him another week, see if he gets better than 50. I don't know. Um I think he's going to be a good buy going forward and he plays in the first buy around the Eels do. So good for overall points. Um, likewise, uh, Papali'i is keeping his starting spot with Madison back in the squad is yeah. a very good sign for his owners. I wouldn't be shocked if Madison's just being eased back from the bench and then might mm. start uh, next week or, or soon. But Papali'i's obviously been, been fantastic. Uh, the fact he can also really excel in a big minute bench role probably means they'll start Madison going forward. But... You know, we'll wait and see next week. Mm. A handy score from Tom Opacek uh, as well, one of the cheap centres to start the year. His best score so far, 63, I think, um, against his old team. Uh, Saturday footy finishes up in the Hunter. Uh, Knights hosting the Roosters, 7.35 at McDonald Jones Stadium. Um, changes for the Knights? Nothing. Nothing, unchanged. Um, yep. I thought they were pretty good. Mm. against the Panthers, probably let themselves, themselves down a bit with their um, their few attacking chances, but certainly defended admirably. Kurt Mann uh, played great and also scored great in fantasy. Uh, Callum Ponga, who I bought, um, put the mock on him. We went from 100 the week before to just 40, um, although we, we did call that that could be a, a challenge against the um, the Penrith defence. Yeah, 40 is a decent score for a fullback. It doesn't get a try against the Panthers. Um, a lot of fullbacks will have worse scores than that, so um, yeah, nothing to be too... 
upset about. Another tough game for them this week, though, against the Roosters, so I wouldn't be stunned if he gets another score around that. Um, but he's capable of producing something out of nothing at any moment, so I could get another good one. Um, otherwise... Yeah, I mean, you know, Braley, 71 again. Just incredible. He's averaging 70 yeah. for the season. Everyone had him as a cash cow, but he's a, one of the best scorers in the comp this year, which is a helpful bonus. Uh, Tyson Frizzell, Mitch Barnett, still scoring well every week. Um, uh, Lachlan Fitzgibbon's in the squad, the reserves this week, so might force his way in and take some minutes off maybe Barnett going forward, mm. but nothing to be concerned about just yet. So, yeah, I think Ponga... Uh, Again, tough opposition this week, but if you are looking for a, uh, a gun fullback because you've got Pappenhausen and maybe you're worried about Tedesco, he's, um, he's always a good one to buy. Season-long keeper if you're not worried about uh, origin. Yep. Uh, Roosters team, so James Tedesco, we obviously saw um, copped two swinging arms to the face last week. Um, pretty nasty one that he bounced up from from Tyrell Formano and then a really nasty one from um, Jordan Pereira that's found Jordan Pereira sin-binned and missing uh, three games. He's been named. He has had a few concussions uh, in the past year or so. Uh, copped one in origin, copped that other one. Uh, I think Micah Sebo ran into him in a Eels-Roosters game as well. Uh, last year so Roosters I was actually out there at a media op um, this week they all seem pretty optimistic um, that he play we, us journos were sort of saying you know how are you going to deal with uh, Teddy being out and the players yeah. were like oh don't know if he's out like we hopefully you know he seems fine at training he's yep. he's bounced in here this morning so if he gets through all these protocols hopefully he's right to play they've got a six-day turnaround which is long enough to, for him to to play if he does pass through all these protocols so I mean for all his owners hopefully he does play for those who um who don't have him? He's almost two hundred grand cheaper on his yeah. starting price, and still with a break even around a hundred. So, um, not one to buy this week, but certainly one to get cheaply pretty soon. It's one of those interesting situations where a lot of people are asking, "Do you trade Tedesco out?" Certainly before he got named. This was assuming, I guess, that he wasn't going to play. But for people who don't have him, he's a he's definitely a buy in the next mm. week or two. Um, he's had a couple of quiet scores by his standards and then that what do you get six on the weekend after getting knocked mm. out so that's going to really hurt his score his break even's up around 100 I think so he's going to be uh, really cheap soon but he's been the best fullback in fantasy for ages he might not mm. be this year but it'd be one of the top few so uh, definitely one to hold I think if you've got him you know if you're playing for overall points you can get a bit creative with it maybe trade him out and trade him back in but I don't know if it's quite worth it mm. yeah I mean the fact that everyone who doesn't have him is asking the question when's the best time to buy yeah. him should answer the question of whether or not you should sell him which yeah. is just Don't deal do with the price drops he'll make it back at some point it's going to be one of those year where uh, years where having spare trades at the end of the season is going to be really handy I think and, yeah. and burning too to get rid of James Tedesco one of the best fantasy players in the comp and bring him back in might be uh, a bit wasteful in the long run a bit unnecessary yep. uh, Sam Walker a really good score um, in a, a match winning performance I think man of the match performance on Anzac Day against the Dragons um, Sam Verrill's starting was mm. named to start last week reverted to the bench only got half an hour in the end and got I think scored 20 um, actually from a very low price point went down a thousand dollars I'm pretty sure so um, not any different from, um, from what you could have got him for last week certainly on my radar to buy but not with any urgency, I don't think, just yet. Yeah, I really thought I was going to get him as soon as he got named, but uh, didn't last week, won't get him this week. Um, but you would think at some point he starts and uh, plays the majority of the game, if not 80 minutes. I don't think he's going to play 80 with uh, talk of getting mm. other hookers into the squad going forward. So, um, But regardless, he's so cheap and you can get 50 
or you know at least 40 in in 50 or 60 minutes so yeah one to keep an eye on I think in the next week or two yeah I mean Ben Marshke is still playing the bulk of the minutes but I, Sam Beryls is you know with respect to Ben Marshke Beryls is you know the, the main guy at hooker now that Friends retired so I think he's going to be the big minute guy sooner than later he's coming back off a reasonably serious knee injury so he'll get um, his minutes will certainly grow over the coming weeks uh, Warriors and the Cowboys Sunday 2pm up there at Gosford um Warriors really hurt some fantasy didn't, coaches. Didn't the Warriors get interesting all of a sudden? Yeah, they? my yeah. word. So Torhu Harris had um, some lingering post-game concussion symptoms after his HA the week before. He was a laid out. Uh, David Fusatua originally named but wasn't mm. able to overcome the hamstring injury. He was a laid out. And then Sean O'Sullivan, despite their only other half still being injured, mm. was just dropped for a rookie fullback who then the rookie fullback and the other fullback sort of swapped between one and six in the wing to cover the gap of Sean O'Sullivan, which is all a little bit strange. But what it means this week is that O'Sullivan is still not selected. Reese Walsh is a genuine cash cow option named at 5'8". Um, Roger Tuavasa-Shek owners who would have been a little bit frustrated with uh, his score last week. I don't know if it's going to improve much depending mm. on how he manages that role with uh, Reese Walsh, but he's named at fullback again this week. And uh, Torhu Harris back starting lock where his owners will like to see him. Yeah, so the Warriors have, uh, you know, sacrificed one cash cow and one possible keeper to um, to give us Reese Walsh. It seems mm. so. O'Sullivan, unless something changes, it looks like he's out, and it's probably a trade. I mean, yeah, they might revert back in a week or something, but um, it looks like they're very keen to give Walsh some game time uh, at fullback, ideally. But yeah, uh, this looks like it's going to swap between. Uh, fullback and 5'8", between him mm. and RTS. Even then, Chanel Harris-Tavita is only what, a month or so away. Yeah. Now. So if they do lose yeah. patience with Reese Walsh or decide to give him a rest back in Cup, that's only at best another game or two from O'Sullivan until he loses his spot to Harris-Tavita anyway, I think. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's weird. Um, the, the upshot is, I guess Walsh, you know, assuming this is going to be where they where they sit for a while and it's got it feels a lot like when Nathan Brown the coach um, opted to play Kalen Ponger at 5'8 for six weeks and start of 2019 at the Knights and that didn't quite work out but he gave it a decent run and then Mm. swapped it back so they might do the same here and give Walsh I don't know five or six weeks until Harris DeVita returns or see where they're at then but um, if he does get five or six weeks uh, he looks fantastic value he got 45 points against the Storm couple of late Try assists, uh, tackle breaks. You know, he didn't look polished or anything yet, but he's an 18 year old up against the current premiers and uh, in his first game. So it's going to have some issues at, at fullback and still got a good fantasy score. So I think he's capable of scoring points. He's very, very cheap. Mm. Uh, job security is the big one, the big question for him. Yeah, I mean, I'm probably buying him this week because I've got Pappenhausen on the trail in my emergencies and possibly Tedesco as well so I definitely need a fullback but I don't I wouldn't call him a must-have no. I don't know if he's that compelling his base wasn't great he got he saved his score with two late try assists in the last five minutes or so uh, with Ken Mamala scoring those two late tries um, admittedly it was on debut against Melbourne in Melbourne with pouring rain in the second half terrible conditions for an 18 year old rookie fullback playmaker to try and excel in and he still was able to conjure up some yeah. try assists and score some points so there was sort of some some good signs and I guess some some be cautious sort of signs um, around him. He's going to be a very popular trade in this week, but I guess just don't expect huge scores every week. Or him to stick around necessarily yeah. all season. I, I think the best the best thing about him is possibly the timing of if you're carrying Pappenhausen in your squad and say you've got Tedesco as well, and especially if Tedesco's ruled out, um, 
you know, on Saturday before Saturday night's game. Warriors play on Sunday. Um, you can bring Walsh in and have him as your, you know, second backup uh, winger fullback and cover mm. Tedesco for at least one week. And then after that, it doesn't really matter what he scores if he makes a bit of money. Mm. That'll do his job. I haven't even mentioned uh, Josh Curran yet, yeah. who, um, popular cash cow of the past fortnight, um, scored great in his first game of the season two weeks ago. Scored okay, um, considering he did also get sinbinned uh, on the weekend, I think 33 or so he finished up with. He goes to the judiciary shortly after we finish recording this podcast, so you'll have a better idea potentially when you're listening to this uh, than we do if he's actually going to play this weekend. Um, certainly uh, not a buy if he's ruled out, but his many owners will be hoping that he um, is successful and overcomes that charge or, or gets a downgrade. Um, it's probably about all there is to say on Curran, really. Yeah, I just... think he's very close to a buy if he does get um, cleared at the judiciary. Uh, his score would have been in the 40s without that yeah. Simbin and which was arguably next... a bit unlucky. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then if he played another ten minutes, he could have get got close to fifty after scoring sixty, I think, in his first game. So and looked pretty good. So and he got picked ahead. His name to start if mm. he does. Uh, get off the judiciary uh, ahead of um, oh. Bailey Sirenin, who was the main contender, we thought, to yeah. bump him out. So, And Eli Katoa, who I don't think is injured, is still not no, even named in the squad. Just playing reserve grade, yeah. Yeah, despite the shortages elsewhere. So, Yeah, so I think he's signs. the front-runner here. Mm. Um, Cowboys team, um, impressive win, uh, great second half against the Raiders. They get Jason Tamalolo back from consecutive broken hands. Uh, he's named to start at lock, although he's not the first time he's been named to start at lock in the past six weeks mm. and, and hasn't made it onto the field, but we think he's going to play. Um, not too many changes otherwise, I don't think. Um, talking points, I guess Ben Hampton for the third week in a row is worth some chat. He's flying. So, um, yeah, he was a big... Uh, he, he looked really risky two weeks ago and then... Less risky last week and is now looking very solid. Uh, mm. Keeps scoring in the high 40s. All he needs to do is score, well, mid-30s to 40, and he's going to make a lot of money. At this point, he's scoring like a you know keeper centre. He's available at centre and yeah. fullback. So um, I think you've probably missed the boat if you wanted him as a cash cow because he's made a lot of money already. But if you're looking for a keeper centre who can also cover winger fullback, I think he's still a decent shout. Um, we talked last week about whether... Uh, the Cowboys signing Chad Townsend for next year could, you know, whether Townsend could make an early move this season, uh, whether that would bump Hampton out of the uh, halfback spot. That looks unlikely. Townsend says he wants to stick with the Sharks for the rest of the season. Um, we've got a similar situation this week where Tom Dearden signed with the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, again, a play, you know, a halfback, an organising halfback, quite similar to Townsend, but a yeah. lot younger. So, um uh, and that has resulted in the Broncos dropping him immediately. So it's it might be different. Maybe the Broncos are more willing to let Dearden go than the Sharks would have been to let Townsend go. But who knows? That's still a slightly, yeah. a, somewhat of a risk. But the more likely situation is, I think, Hampton keeps that halfback spot mm. for, uh, for at least a while. Yeah, I mean, you, like you said, you probably missed the boat unless you're really desperate for a cheaper end um, centre who's going to yep. hang around for a bit. But um, if you've already got him, which plenty of us do oh. now, it's just hold him until something happens. Happy days at this point. Um, anyone else in the Cowboys team? Matt? Um, the back rower, Ben Condon, scored a few tries, but his base is pretty ordinary otherwise. Yeah. Val Holmes scoring quite well at the moment yep. while they're winning. That's probably about all we need to say about the Cowboys. Uh, last game of the round, the Dragons and the West Tigers, um, both coming off pretty ordinary um, Anzac round performances. 4pm uh, down there at Wind Stadium in Wollongong. Uh, ben Hunt returns um, from that uh, leg injury, so Jack Bird returns to the centres. 
Um, Josh Kerr named a starter on an edge after Billy Burns started there last week. Not sure if Burns mm-hmm. is going to be back in the starting side this week or not. Um, quite a few sort of little talking points around the Dragons, I guess. Yeah, so Burns looked like an interesting one. Very late inclusion in the starting team. I think he was in the reserves, then got bumped up to the bench, then the starting team. So, mm. yeah, the fact he's not named to start this week kind of, you know, puts an end to his cash cow. Not his prospects, but, you know, there are other guys who are more guaranteed to start. So, um, and they play late in the round, so it's a bit risky to get Burns this week. But, uh, yeah, tempting if he does get back on the starting side. I wouldn't be surprised if they do another late switch and make him start. Uh, ahead of Kerr in the uh, second row. Otherwise, um, yeah, kind of mediocre scores for most of the popular guys at the Dragons. Bird 35 at 5.8. It's not really his best position. I think he can get mm. more busts and, and things yeah, on the... focus on his running game. In the same yeah. wide, yeah. Um, I mean, I think Bird's probably still pretty close to a, a buy, given the dramas everyone's got um, in the centres. And like you said, he'd probably score better out there. Yep. Um, I don't mind... Billy Burns is a, a prospect. I would. I mean, the, the problem is it's the last game of the round, and we're not, not going to know yeah. in advance if he's going to be in the starting team. But he got 61 minutes in a game where they didn't have a lot of ball and were kind of getting smashed a bit and made 38 tackles. Didn't really get a chance to, to run the ball, but um, I can see him sort of averaging in the the 40s if he does get a proper chance. He's, he's still very cheap, 260k. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if he does start, certainly if there's a you know, a 24-hour update and he gets moved into the starting team at that point on a Saturday and you can still make trades then, then he might be an option for a, for a cash cow in the edge spot. Certainly one to keep an eye on. Yep. Uh, Tigers team, plenty of talking points here as well. Some changes in the forward pack. Um, Stefano Utikamanu is uh, back to the bench. Joff Hengawi goes to lock. Alex Twal goes to prop. Uh, Tom McHaleyan on the bench. Zane Musgrove dropped. Um, was Seemed to be a bit of mail floating around that Jacob Little was going to be back in the team. He's named in Jersey 21 for the moment with Alec, uh, Jake Simkin still starting at number nine. Uh, Joey Leilua returns at centre. Uh, his fellow centre, James Roberts, has pre- to be a real liability for everyone relying on him for scores in the centres. Week to week scored, what, 30 points in three weeks or something? <laughs> Combined, yeah. Yeah, not great. I mean, at least he didn't get dropped this week. <laughs> I'm one of them who have him. He's not in my starting team, but I'd still like him to start scoring some mm. points. His price is going backwards. It's not worth selling him because he's getting too cheap to make uh, to be of much value as, as a sale. So hopefully he just gets uh, some form back. But uh, yeah, he's still at his spot, which is good. Um same goes for Simpkin. There was, a, yeah, as you say, a bit of fears that he could, uh, if not lose the starting spot, have little competing with uh, minutes, uh, which is not the case just yet. So I think just hold those guys that you've yeah. got. Um, uh, yeah, no real trade. I mean, if, if Roberts is in your starting team, you've got to really start seriously looking at sort a better yeah. alternative, yeah. Yeah. Um, Dane Laurie, first real poor score of yeah. his career, only 17 um, in what was obviously a big loss against Manly. He's pretty much peaked um, so, and probably not a keeper, so he's sort of someone you can start to look to move on. But if you're anything like me, you're in no position to be selling <laughs> winger fullbacks who are playing this round at the moment. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, until last week, he was scoring just about like a keeper. He, I think his average now is 41 after that mm. really dire score but before it was 46 a week ago which is Mm. close to 50 which is keeper territory for a wing of fullback so yeah no rush to sell him I think unless your squad is looking you know a-okay otherwise 
That is uh, all eight games. We'll get into some questions before that. It's time to do our DoorDash Dash yes. of the Week. Quick recap on last week. I went for Corey Waddell with his superpower, having been sold by me. Went all right, I think 53, yep. playing at lock. You went for... Jesse Ramian, who scored, I think, 57. I thought it was 55, but he got yeah. a little update. So Ten busts at the end. Yeah, a lot of busts. So, um, yeah, good signs for those guys. Who's your dasher of the week for round eight? I was going to stick with the centres. Um, Campbell Graham has lost 80K on his uh, starting price. He's in less than 2% of teams. Uh, we're trying to find guys who aren't in many teams. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was a surprise success story last year for Souths in terms of fantasy scores. Scored close to... 45, 50 mm. for the season, averages 41 for the year, 45 last three rounds. He could get a big score against who they're playing, Cowboys this week. I will go for Appy Coruscant back into the starting side up against yeah. his old club Manly in 2.2% of teams. Traditionally a good score, a high break even this week, but uh, could get his scores rolling. Let's get into some questions from the old tweet machine, of which there are plenty. Um, first one from Duplex, do you have any information on Sean O'Sullivan? Is he still worth keeping? Um, yeah, just dropped, straight up mm. dropped for uh, Reese Walsh. It was a bit mysterious, but um, I think yeah, probably time to move him on. Yeah, sell, I think. Yeah. Uh, Henry Pollard looking at trading out Jake Turpin and Sean O'Sullivan for Nathan Cleary and one of either Ben Hampton or Reese Walsh can't decide between the two cheaper options. Also still have James Roberts, so heading towards Hampton, who obviously covers centre. Yeah, they do different jobs, I think, those guys. So Walsh you don't want necessarily in your starting team, but will make money. He's very yeah. cheap. He frees up a lot more cash than Hampton does at this point as well another 100 grand or something so if it's all about money then go Walsh if you want a, a starting centre for the rest of the season or at least for the foreseeable future then go Hampton so yeah it depends what you need more in your squad I'd agree with all that. Tiffany Tenney writes in, uh, our six-week-old has made it hard for me to get my questions in this year. Well, congrats on the Bebe. I'm glad you got a question in this week. I have Pappenhausen and Teddy. Is either worth a trade this week if it helps me get Cleary and Ponga in? Um, well, obviously, uh, Teddy I'd be sitting on given that he's named despite his high break-even and Pappenhausen is season-long keeper and highest averaging wing fullback probably only misses maybe at most one more game after this weekend so I really don't like trading either of them yeah hold both I think I mean obviously you want Cleary at some point but those two are elite scorers as well so yeah try to find another way and try to come up with three scoring winger fullbacks this week yeah good luck uh, Chev writes in um, do we think Teddy actually plays uh, knowing how careful the Roosters have been with concussions would love to have him playing this week but thinking of trading him out um, Mitch trading Mitch Kenny and Tessie New to Angus Crichton and Reese Walsh to get some wing fullback cover in case Teddy is out. I think they're good trades. Yeah, I like that. Um, Tedesco, no idea. The Roosters are very cautious with uh, head knocks uh, traditionally. You know, they could they could get a win without Tedesco perhaps this week. Tedesco's a superstar player. They might want to be overly cautious. There's a lot of things that point towards them playing it safe. But um, then again, he could play if he passes all the tests and his fines. But uh, regardless, yeah. So Walsh is a uh, very handy cover for at least one week. Angus Crichton, uh, season-long keeper. So, yeah, good trades. And, and Kenny uh, dropped. Tessie New has been dropped last week. So Good sales. Good sales. Hanzo asks, are looking at trading Jake Turpin and James Roberts for Hadawida Nida and Josh Curran uh, or Verrills if Curran ends up getting suspended? Thoughts on those ones? Yeah, I don't know. I, I like Curran if he's not suspended. Yeah. Uh, CHN I'm a bit wary about with Hudson Young around and Verrills, you want to see him definitely starting before you trade him in. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, Turpin and Roberts can both definitely be sold, yep. in which case... 
CHN and one of the other two was pretty... I don't mind the trades, to be honest. I Go mean, they're it. not like... None of them are must-haves, but I think that it's all it's all positive moves. You Improvements, some, yeah. Some cash generation, some better scores. Yeah, I like it. Babish Patel, what to do with Taukiaho? I say sell. Mm. I've still got him. You've still got him. I've, Amazing. I've planned to trade him out several times this year and didn't do it. He's back this week, but he's on the bench, which is annoying. The Roosters... Yeah. So he tends to play like 55 minutes a game. The Roosters don't usually give their bench medals that much game time. Uh, Lindsay Collins has been great. He's probably the standout middle at the Roosters. Victor Radley's back playing big minutes uh, mm. at lock. Um, so the signs aren't great. <laughs> he was still averaging close to 50 points a game before he got in, before yeah he got injured two weeks ago. So he could well be. If he's a 50-point player, you could save a trade and maybe hope he keeps that. But if he's on the bench, I don't know. I think I'm keeping him. I think I'm keeping him this week and seeing what happens. CK says yeah, sell. I say sell. Yeah. Johnny Leary is back. Uh, is Reese Walsh the best bet to simultaneously get James Roberts out of my team? Phil Pappenhausen spot at fullback this week and also make some quick cash. How long does he stay in the starting side? I'll say yes to the first question and you can answer the second question. How long does he stay in the starting side? I agree side? with the yes to all the first part. How long he stays in the starting side? I think I'd be surprised if he doesn't get at least a good month. I think there's a question mark over what happens when Harris Tavita comes back. Mm. I think Harris Tavita has to be in the starting side, and I think Tuovasashek has to be the fullback. So that potentially, I mean, probably the worst case then is Reese Walsh goes to bench utility and starts yeah. getting 20 minute games. But um, is there a chance uh, Nikarima does that role, bench utility? I'd be very surprised. Mm. I think he's sort of come along a bit as a, a leader and a, um, a playmaker yep. for them. I mean. Supercoach Brown, I don't really know what what he is thinking week to week, but I'd, I'd be surprised if... I mean, Walsh might just absolutely blitz it the next month mm. and has to be picked ahead of, you know, maybe Harris Tavita can't get back in the team, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think you probably... I mean, I don't want to say safe, but looking good for a month or so and then... Yeah. Yeah. If he plays five or six weeks, that's kind of enough to, to get peak price if he does score pretty well. So, Yeah. Any more than a month is fine, I think, for a trade-in. Month, a month is enough. Yeah. yeah. Mount Smart Joker is back. Kia ora, boys. Kia ora to yourself. Uh, I have uh, EMG's emergencies that include Spencer Lenny, Tessie New, Paul Momorowski and Latrell Mitchell. Um, only really have to cover uh, Pappenhausen this week. Looking at trading Latrell to Turbo or do the unthinkable and hold trades this week. You can't hold trades at this time of year, surely. Um, or just keep Latrell. I think we've well, kept Latrell one week. Mm. You've got Tessie New, who's not playing. He's not even playing this week, where they've dropped David Mead and, and are playing Jesse Arthur's in the centre. So he's down the pecking order at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I think just trade him to Walsh and have Walsh be your cover for uh, Pappenhausen this week. Yeah, I like that too. I, I'm. I know if people have said sell Latrell. I'm holding Latrell. I just I think he's going to keep producing big scores. I don't want to be checking my head to head leagues and seeing teams with Latrell scoring 90 against me as a unique. Mm. I, I think he's got some more big scores in him this year. So ideally, I'd be holding Latrell and, um, yeah, get rid of one of those guys. Probably Tessie out for, for Walsh covers your, your back line for the, the week and then work it out next week. Makes your money as well, 100 grand. Yeah, always a good time of year to get a cash cow in. Yep. Um, Tim D writes in Payne Haas or Torhu Harris in this week, leaning towards Haas while he's cheaper and then bringing in Harris in a few weeks around Origin. O'Sullivan to Walsh is my other trade. Uh, yeah, I don't know if it really matters. I mean, Haas is traditionally the better scorer. Harris is 
break-even is lower. So, uh, yeah, Harris's break-even is in the 50s. He's mm. scoring in the 60s. So I guess if you're doing one now and one later, maybe Harris first and then pass afterwards. You yeah. need, need a lot of money to pull that off. Um, uh, if you're only getting one, um, Haas is probably the, the better scorer, although he might play Origin. So, uh, yeah, I'd go Harris first if you can get both. Yeah, if you're getting both, probably get... Oh, I don't know. I still think maybe Haas. Harris's break-even is lower because he had that try bump up to, to 80 the other week or 83, but he basically gets 61 to 63 points every single game, whereas Haas, even if he only gets 55 minutes, he can pump out 80 with some busts and some offloads. And Yeah, I'm just going, if they both get their averages for the year, then yeah. Harris... Uh, price goes up and Haas goes down slightly so yeah potentially um, can't really go wrong with yeah. those two guys I just reckon if you're getting both I just think get Haas in as soon as possible and get the points. he's got the highest ceiling yeah, and sure. get the points um, no real wrong answer there I don't think uh, that's all the questions we've uh, we've got for the week hope we've managed to help some people with their head-to-head teams uh, thanks again to our sponsors DoorDash um, thanks for you Dom to joining us we'll be back this time next week to wrap up round nine